0: Welcome back to the Salt City Sports Podcast. I am your host,
1: Chase Carter. It's a Tuesday night, Tuesday edition of the Salt City Sports Podcast. What's up, Clay? Let's get it. Big so tonight, Chase. Lots to talk about, honestly. Yeah, we've got a jam-packed episode for you. A lot went
0: down in the last seven, eight days, and we have got your coverage. We've got peaks and valleys as per usual. We're going to go over the jazz. Yeah, We're going to kind of do a little bit of a roundup in college football for the state. Talk a little bit about the playoff as well. We'll talk daily fantasy sports. No more Survivor leagues. so I don't have to talk about that. And then we will end with Clay's bangers and a giveaway coming up. Yep. So stay tuned for that. Hell yeah. Towards the end of the episode. Let's jump right into Peaks and Valleys, Clay. If it's your first time listening, a peak is a high point of the week and a valley is a low point. It's something from our personal lives we like to share. So Maybe too much sometimes. but Yeah, maybe sometimes a little bit too much, but we like to peel back the layers. We're an open book. Let people see what's going on. So why don't you start us off, Clay, with the value of the week for you.
1: Okay. Well, I feel like owning dogs, you know, a lot can go on. I feel like I talk about my dogs on here, but uh, Roman, paw issues again, dude. I don't know if he stepped on something. The weather, he's been gnawing at his paw. He's getting at his nails again. So it's, uh, you know, on goes the the giant cone. The cone Um, of shame. This happened a couple months ago, and we already took him to the vet, and we, like, watched how they wrapped him up and what they did. So we are taking care of it in-house. We're going to save the the coin on the vet bill this time. Smart for this time of year. We're wrapping it um, ourselves, and we've got him all wrapped up. We threw the cone on this thing. You know, Roman's a Great Dane English Mastiff mix. He's 165 pounds. He's a big boy. So this cone, you think of a dog cone. This is like the biggest lampshade you've ever seen. <laughs> and uh, he's a, you know, he's a lap dog. So he he starts out on his bed at night. But then last night in the middle of the night, he crawls up with the cone on. Ooh! Lays in between me and Jessica and just nuzzles. Makes his way in there, so we're dealing with Roman <laughs> uh, give anything worse with the cone on uh yeah, value of the week for your boy Oof, rough what tell you about, nice. yeah, get it rough, yeah. rough uh let
0: me tell you about my value of the week, so last Friday, um this is kind of a crazy story i'll I'll try and keep it as short and sweet as possible, but probably one of the most stressful days of my life and I, and I say that. Like, not trying to be super dramatic, but... But you are. Yeah. I work... So, I, I I do a lot of stuff. Pat myself on the back here a little bit. Wow, okay. I've mentioned before, I'm a realtor. I do real estate. I also uh, work a, a full-time job doing... Um, purchasing for a networking company. And it's a great company. We've been doing awesome. Um, but I caught wind of their... M- there being some layoffs. And that was a very big surprise to people because we're just doing really well as a company. We've posted our highest quarter ever. Um, Our stock price is an all-time high. And so I was kinda like, nah, there's not gonna be any layoffs. And I heard it was gonna be up to like 40 people. And I just, I talked to different people and I just thought, no way, you know, and so I was going to go into the office. So I, I mostly work from home and remotely from this job. The office is in Draper. I live in South Ogden. Mm-hmm. So um, I the day starts on Friday. I'm drinking my pre-workout. I'm ready to go hit the uh, full body workout for Friday. You know, really prep the body for the weekend. Is that
1: what Friday is? Yeah. Legs, so arms, Monday's shoulders, chest, everything. Right. Mm-hmm. International chest day. Right. Okay. Wednesday's legs. Friday hit the whole bod. Nice. Really keep it guessing. And, uh, muscle confusion.
0: Yeah. Muscle confusion. <laughs> that's some bro science for you. I love it. So I'm, I'm like halfway through, um, the bucked up, you know, mm-hmm. and I get a text from a guy that I work with. It's like, Hey, boss is here. I think it's going down. And I was like, no way. And I was like, there's no, way. I just didn't think it was possible. So did and you drive in with your cutoff shirt on and like Lululemon? No. Shorts? So here's what I here's exactly what happened. Let me let me get to it. I'm pulling into the park Parkway driveway of the gym, and I just did like three laps around the parking lot because I didn't know what to do. Do I go in and lift? Do I go down to the office? Do I go home? I ended up going back home, and just started panicking basically, mm. calling people. What's going on? And I start getting play-by-play play from people. They pulled in 12 people at once. They all came out, thumbs down. One dude started crying. Oh, He geez. started cutting people. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, what if he wants me to be there and I'm not there? Then I found out they knew ahead of time that they just needed to be there for a meeting. but they didn't know what it was about. So anyways, just just a really rough day. Um, No one really knew what was going on. There wasn't mm-hmm. really any given... Re- it was just like a restructure, basically, we went through and... A certain team got cut and uh, a few other guys and stuff like that. So I obviously survived it. But um, Came if you've ever, you ever been through that at a work, in a work situation, it's just scary. So you just, there's a fear kind of takes over and you're just like, yeah. you start thinking of stuff like, oh, my gosh, we don't have a job. It's Christmas time. Yeah. A million questions just flood your head, you know. Right. On top of that, it was my wife's Christmas party later that night. And so I had this super stressful day. I have to go to this Christmas party where I don't know anyone. They do a forced social hour where you have to like talk to people, and they like try to make it interactive. My favorite thing. It's yeah. just it's over the top. And then on top of that, okay, we're just going to build the layers. Wow. It's the Utah-Oregon Pac-12 game. I was very interested to see what was going on. I'm in a conference center in the middle of this brick, cement building with no cell service. No one knows what the score is. The game's going on. I'm asking waiters for the Wi-Fi password. They won't give it to me. Yeah. It just sucked. Like, I was... At the end of the day, like, I walked out and I was like, this has been, like, the worst day ever. You know? Like, I, I guess, in a way, I need to be connected to the internet. When mm-hmm. I wasn't, I was kind of having a panic attack. No. 2019. Also because... We have to be. I kept getting work messages, too, at certain yeah. points. Slack messages. Yeah. Slack was coming through. Great and it, you change. know how when you, when you have a sketchy service that comes through in waves? And I'd get, like, 10 messages at once.
1: And... uh so yeah, it was just one You're of those. You're getting uh, green text from Apple users. Yeah, exactly. Just. So can can we mention who your boss is? Who his name? Okay, we can't. <laughs> I don't want to. No. All right, then we'll move on. Yeah, if you know, you know. But I just after that, no, not gonna do it.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm taking precautions. So, um,
1: anyways, stressful. But let's get to let's get to the peaks, Clay. All right. Uh, we all have that weird drawer in our house. It's Mm. the junk drawer. Oh, okay. Actually, most people have a couple. There's, like, sometimes there's one in the kitchen. Um, we have a hutch, like, in the front room that has, like, the screwdriver in it, duct tape, batteries, just weird stuff. Sounds like a Friday night. You have a night, nightstand, too, that gets a little weird.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So, I was cleaning out my nightstand, pulling everything out, um somehow there's like a bunch of bobby pins in there i don't know i would never use those so in your night's end? yeah oh yeah uh found a check from a company that had refunded me on a medical bill nice not a lot of money it was about 45 dollars, but hey found money dude this time of year absolutely you'll take that this time of year you might put on a coat you haven't worn in about 11 months check those pockets yep you never know where you're gonna stuff a 20 so <laughs> even a nice fiber Perfect I'll take anything Yeah Yep Awesome Peak of the week Peak of the week Alright so my peak of
0: the week uh, Might be obvious to some But To others I'll tell you And that is The San Francisco 49ers Pulling out the W In the big easy Probably game of the year uh, Absolute candidate for it Back to back candidates The Ravens game Full of defense Two heavyweights Slugging it out 17 20, Niners loose, sucked right. Come to the big easy. We know that the offense is prolific, we know we might have to score a little to keep up with them. Obviously, ends up being a classic Niners win on the leg of Robbie Gould. As he care as Kittle carried the entire team on his back and four extra defenders mm-hmm. um, after that fourth and two conversion. He carried two
1: Saints on his face mask.
0: Yeah, it was insane. Um, I don't know if he's human, but just a, just a hell of a game. If you watched it, I, it was it was broadcast here locally on Fox. I'm sure a lot of people saw it. Um, just just an incredible game. I mean, 90 what, 94 points scored? So just super fun. Uh, Jimmy G, Jimmy Jesus, excuse me, looked awesome. And it was just nice to see the Niners win the close game. They've lost. Their two losses were very close. And uh, so it was nice to see them pull out the, the Huge win.
1: Huge implications on seeding. Right, and, and then home field as well. And then so. the Seahawks lost Sunday night to yeah. the Rams, so perfect. Look, I'm a, I want to jump on the bandwagon if it's cool. I hey, mean, no, I've got you're, receipts. You're on. You've got you've got receipts. Yeah, yeah you're on. It's cool. Welcome. Thank you. We're, we're glad to have you. Yeah. Bears suck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bears are in the hunt, which is wild. And that's all they need to be. Yep. Look, they haven't hibernated yet. Nope. Okay. They're still out looking for food. In the hunt, baby. I love it okay let's move on let's do a uh college football roundup i kind of mentioned
0: the utes already a little bit uh we'll talk about that not much to go on with byu um but just to kind of talk about college football in general let's maybe start with the uh the college football playoff that's set now
1: uh i think it everything kind of fell in place yeah i think so it was uh you know after utah lost friday night that really set the table right um We've got two pretty good matchups. Oklahoma, just to go over the lines, Chase, we've got the four and one seed playing each other. Obviously, LSU is the one seed. They are 13-point favorites over Jalen Hurts, Lincoln Riley, and the Oklahoma Sooners. That's that's a lot of points in a playoff matchup. I think it's a fair line. Um, Oklahoma has proven
0: their defense isn't great. No one has been able to really stop LSU's
1: offense. Um, I think LSU's defense has an edge in this game, so I think the line's fair. I do, too. It's weird. I was actually worried about LSU's defense until this last game against Georgia. Right. Man, they really played well, and if their defense plays like that, watch out. So that uh, seems like a fair line there. The 2-3 matchup, really, really interesting. This line has been bouncing all over the place since it came out Sunday. Uh, Clemson currently favored by two. In that game over Ohio State, which I think is interesting. Ohio State still seems like the most complete team to me. Elite Mm -hmm. on offense and elite on defense. But Clemson's been there. They haven't lost in forever. Uh, It's going to be... That one's really interesting to watch.
0: Yeah, and and to a certain extent, Clemson is still a question mark for some people because they haven't played many good teams. Now, they've been putting a hurt on everybody, right? Right have the confidence they've been there before it's an interesting matchup uh but like you said i i believe the heisman candidate finalists came out and ohio state has one on offense and defense Mm -hmm. they have justin fields and chase young so they're a complete team but as you know in these games uh anything can happen i it's silly We, we only have four teams in the playoff it's it's that's for another podcast
1: episode but um so we got future odds chase as well in the four teams yeah last week when we went over ohio state was favored Right. Uh, now the LSU gets the one spot, gets to play Oklahoma in the opener. They're favored to win the title at plus 140. Clemson right behind, plus 220. Ohio State plus 260. And then Oklahoma in the final four, but still 12-1 to to win yeah. the title. Seems about right. All right, let's talk uh, about BYU.
0: I guess, if we have to. Yeah, there's not much to say. Uh, they get the Hawaii Bowl. We knew about We know who their opponent is now that the conference championships are over. Hawaii, uh, second place in the Mountain West, got the Hawaii Bowl invite. So the game is on um, Christmas Eve, actually, in Hawaii, BYU versus
1: Hawaii. Last I saw, BYU was favored by three. Is that still right? Yeah, Cougs favored by two and a half, Chase. Um, I think it did open at three, but down to two and a half. With uh, the Cougars flying to the island, kind of weird to give Hawaii the home game in that matchup. Seems like a disservice to us, but
0: yeah, it, it,
1: I think the sec- like I said, the
0: second place Mountain West team was favored for that bowl matchup. The way the chips landed, it, it does seem weird. Um, there's there's pros and cons for both teams there. The thing I think this line is a little fishy. I think BYU might be the hardest team or one of the hardest teams for the odds makers to set lines on. Because they look different every week, um, and they've had all these different quarterbacks, and they've had injuries, and they blow teams out, they beat, they win good, you know, against air quotes good teams, mm-hmm. lose against air quotes bad teams. Um, so two and a half is kind of like the Hawaii end of season home game for Hawaii. I, I just don't think they know what to so do. So
1: a lot of talk about the the quarterback situation with the Cougs, right? And I have the answer. We should just play the wishbone and play all three of them in the backfield. (laughs) Hawaii will never know who we're going to snap it to and then where it's going to. I love um, it. Call Kalani. Keep Hall in the middle, so if we need to, we can can run with him. Mm -hmm. We'll have Wilson and Baylor Romney block. Uh, (laughs) No, I think it should be Zach Wilson uh, in this game. We've talked about if he's still banged up with the hand injury, if that's causing the dip in performance since he's come back. I uh, I think still all the problems kind of point towards Grimes, and it's been difficult on him. He's had to he's had to game plan with three different quarterbacks now. Agreed. Um, a little disappointed that they didn't move on from Grimes. Um,
0: we ended this season at seven and five. There's still time. Whatever, Tom. There's yeah. still time. So we'll see. I I believe I'm with you there. There's a lot of people that want Romney to start first. I don't know if these people realize that Romney has played against really bad teams. Yes, he came in against Boise State and, and did a great job, but he also came in against Utah State and these other terrible teams. And and uh, I just, I, I, I think you go with, with Wilson. He was our starter at the beginning of the year. He shouldn't lose his job to
1: a thumb injury, and he's working with an offense that is rough. So Yeah, he's the most talented. Uh, the other side chase is the Utes. They get Texas in the Alamo Bowl. That game's going to be played in San Antonio. The line sitting currently, Utes by seven. So interesting. Let's talk about the Utes Oregon game
0: real quick, if you don't mind. We kind of jumped past it a little bit, but I wanted to get a few thoughts from you on it. Um, I was in that cement box, missed the first half, came out to a twenty to zero score. Completely shocked. I really thought when I heard twenty to zero that the Utes were up, um, and then I immediately saw why. And it's it was the line. Both lines, offensively and defensively, just got pushed around. That is not usual for Utah. Usually, that's where they dominate, and um, their offensive line's young, but and they lost some some people on the defensive line. But uh, to see Oregon kind of dom- dominate the line of scrimmage, it kind of had Kyle and Co. scrambling a little bit,
1: and it was just odd to see that. Sometimes it's not about the X's and the O's, but the Willies and the Joes, <laughs> and the Oregon's defensive line was just more talented, as especially as the game wore on. Um, they really wore out the O-line of, of Utah. So um, they were in the backfield in the second half, really disrupting everything. But they did catch the Utes off guard. I don't know. Um, it was interesting to see the Utes kind of come out flat. Uh, they got stopped on multiple fourth downs, which really swung the game. So uh, you got to hand it to Oregon. They, they showed out. I feel bad I, for my Ute friends and fans out there. It's a brutal game uh obviously the biggest game a lot of those players will ever play in so we were talking about college football playoff Rose Bowl and now we're looking at the Alamo Bowl
0: yeah it's it's a big disappointment um they've kind of built their program towards this this year senior quarterback a lot of senior players um Moss Huntley uh all these guys that that were fantastic all year um the odd thing for me was to kind of see Wit in a way, get out coached, mm-hmm. which you talked about. He he made some decisions that I think were aggressive and good. It didn't go his way. And then in the end, yeah, I mean, I think it's Kayvon uh, uh, Thibodeau on the Oregon, number five, in the backfield whenever he wanted to be. Absolutely unbelievable freshman. And then the Sewell kid on the offensive line, dominant. Fantastic. Um, His brother's actually on the U as well. Those guys are from actually uh, down in St. George area, he went to Desert Hills High, so... I, the reason why I know that is I saw them come up to Bonneville and absolutely destroy Bonneville's team when they were in the playoffs. It was kind of funny, so I was able to kind of follow them. But here's the here's the funny thing: Kyle Whittingham's still a great coach. I still think Utah beats BYU next year, hundred percent. And that's that's where we're at right now in the programs because Kyle is better than Kalani, and they get better recruits, and the programs are just at different stages. So. um yeah, Utah, great season. Disappointing season. But, hey, uh, talking to some of our friends, they're, they're a few snaps and, and one game away from possibly going to the playoff. I think I'd take that, wouldn't you? 100%, yeah. So we'll be in Hawaii, playing Hawaii, so yay. But uh, good for them. Let's wrap it up. That's it kind of for college football. Let's move on to something even more
1: depressing, and that's the Utah Jazz. It's brutal. Uh, look, there's a lot of hot takes going on. With the Jazz, and you're going to hear nothing less than that right now. So we have been struggling all year. Uh, Conley's been banged up. And now we are losing at home to the Thunder by 20 when they are on a back-to-back missing two starters. We are rested. We're home off the long road trip, and we get blown out on our court. Something's up. I've heard rumblings chase on... Twitter of all places, can you believe it, that Joe Ingles had called like a, I don't know if he called it, but they had a team or a player-only meeting. Mm -hmm. This was before the Thunder game. So -hmm. would we have lost by 40 if he didn't call everybody in and have a talking to? I don't know.
0: The last, so I'm just going to rattle off a few of these scores from the last five or six games. Pacers 121, Jazz 102. Jazz 103, Grizzlies 94. Raptors 130, Jazz 110. We all know about that Raptors game. That was ugly early. 76ers 103, Jazz 94. Lakers 121, Jazz 96. Another one at home did not go our way. We beat the Grizzlies again 126 to 112, then we lose to the Thunder 104 to 90. Uh the problem with these these games are when we when we're losing, we're losing by a lot. Mm-hmm. We're getting blown out. Um and I keep coming back to two issues one our bench Our starters are good our starting five is great. Um, we usually compete and or and or are winning before the subs start coming in. The rotations get weird I think Quinn is trying to figure something out I think he's scrambling is it might be the right way to say it it's not working and people like Moutier completely fallen off. Green will show flashes of being okay, but Ed Davis, no offense. Moutier Green, Joe Ingo's actually moved to the starting lineup and has played better. Actually, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and pat myself on the back and say my theory of him needing to be in the starting lineup works because of how old he is. That sounds dumb, but it is what it is. So here, here's the thing, Clay. What's the solution? I think it's trades. I think if we're going to do something Zanuck... You're at the helm.
1: Let's figure something out, dude. Yeah, there's it's tough, Chase. We don't have a ton of trade assets. Uh, our one guy that we can maybe hang out there is not playing. He's playing four minutes a night, and that's Dante Exum. Um, all this, you know, he hasn't been playing well enough for people wanting to take on that contract. Um, we don't have a ton of trade pieces because we have all this money tied up in Conley. He hasn't played enough games. With the team to really get going I know it's a gelling issue Conley played in Memphis Where he played with a center that you could pick and pop And shoot threes Now he's playing with a completely different center
0: mm-hmm. When they
1: run pick and rolls Now we have Rudy dive into the hoop I don't think he's used to that yet We still don't have anyone on our team that can hit a floater Joe Ingles is shooting a knuckleball When he gets into the paint uh, The the bench is a big problem Not so much once you get to the playoffs you shorten the rotation anyway, mm-hmm. but we need to make the playoffs. I mean, these games count. This team isn't good enough to go on the road and win a playoff series. So we really need to be in the top four seeds. I'm hitting the panic button. I don't think we're good enough. We need scoring on this with the second unit. Jeff Green already seems disengaged to me. Like it's it's really starting to bother me. I don't know. I don't have all the answers, um, but panic button pressed you're hitting the panic button
0: i'm hitting the zanuck button we got to make some moves and we did the same thing last year we looked really sluggish we moved alec burks and brought in Cal Corver. um there's people that are being made available it's trade season in the nba i think we need to make some moves i don't know what they are but zanuck you're the gm dude figure it out let's do something Agreed. I'm I'm just depressed. I'm, like, mad about yeah, the been, Jazz. I mean, like, national writers like Mark Stein are tweeting stuff out, like, the Jazz is the most disappointing team in the NBA, and well, he's how, completely right. Well, how many right.
1: people missed? Like, we were contenders on how many guys' list. Yeah, sucks. Um, I don't think we were wearing Jazz goggles when we thought bringing in Conley would be a huge upgrade. It hasn't proved out to this point, but there's still time. Uh, I'm, I, we just need scoring off the, the second unit. Agreed. All right, let's switch back to football here for a minute. Um, Let's talk about this past
0: Sunday. We've got your banger picks, and we've got Daily Fantasy Sports. Let's go over
1: the SCSP DFS. All right, so this week, uh, shout-out to first place, Chase. Wakely, 10. Nice lineup. This guy was not scared of your Niners. He jammed Drew Brees with only 5% ownership in the league. Breeze was listed at 5,900 on DraftKings. That's the cheapest he's ever been during the regular season. Yeah, I didn't start him in fantasy playoffs either. So Well, you have the Niners matchup, right? Everyone was mm-hmm. worried about that. He goes off for 43 points. Wakely 10 stacked him with Michael Thomas, only 15% ownership, 33 points from can't guard Mike, 15 targets. They don't throw to anybody else. He gets an insane target share. He had 11 receptions. Uh, he jammed Joe Mixon at running back, 5,800, super cheap, and he goes off for 30 fantasy points against the Browns. He stacked Breeze with Michael Thomas, and then he got cute and added Jared Cook at tight end. Two catches in the game against the Niners, both for touchdowns. Yeah, I was going to
0: say, Drew Brees throws the one other guy. And that was Jared Cook twice for touchdowns.
1: So nice little lineup there. He went super cheap on defense after he spent all his money on Michael Thomas. Carolina with a minus three. Didn't matter. Still 164 for Wakely 10. And shout out to second place, Nick L, 1912, 158. And Doug Farr, third place, 148. Nice. Perfect. All right, let's do your banger picks. Nice week for Clay on the bangies. Hit me with the recap. Woo! 3-0, and baby. I love it. Yeah, we're stacking that cheddar. Uh, you guys are getting hot just at the right time. Look, it's Christmas. I think about the children. I think about <laughs> presents. Uh, and, and so we are going to be keeping it rolling here. 3-0. and We had the Ravens in Buffalo, minus 5.5. They win by 7. Pit on the road at Arizona. Minus two and a half. They win by three. And then we took the Chiefs in New England. They win outright on the road. Tommy Brady. Another great game. Yeah. The goat looking a little washed. So, picks this week. Let's keep it rolling here. I'm going to grab the Los Angeles Rams traveling to Dallas. They're a one-point favorite. Big game for the NFC. Huge playoff implications. Uh... I just like the way the Rams are playing. Their defense has really been playing a lot better over the last month. Troy Hill and Jalen Ramsey at corner have been great. Um, nice little trade for the Rams. Now you have a guy that can shut down one half of the field by himself. Right. Um, offensively, McVay's gone back to the running game, really getting girly going, which is nice. Cowboys might be sick of the clapper, Chase. They might be thrown in the towel. Not a lot of good body language from the Cowboys, I'm going to grab the Rams, minus one. The reason why this is a great game, though, is because
0: even though how bad the Cowboys have been, they're still in the NFC least, and they're still in the hunt. No one wants to win that division. It's insane. With the Eagles just losing this last week on Monday Night Football, actually, they ended up winning, sorry. With everywhere, their record, they're still in the hunt, and everybody has losing records. It's I think insanity. the
1: Redskins and Giants
0: still Mathematically, are not out of it. It's insane. So... The Cowboys have something to play for. It should be a great game. I do lean with you here. The Rams um, really picking
1: up steam these last few weeks, and they look like they've figured something out with Goff offensively, especially. So coaching mismatch. So we'll we'll grab McBay and yeah. lay the one point. Moving on to the second pick. Uh, teams, two teams that we've talked about a ton this year. Fal- Falcons traveling to the Niners. I think this is another spot where there's going to be a lot of points scored. Over forty-seven and a half. Niners offense back to clicking since Kittle's come back. He just changes that offense and they are explosive. Uh, Matty Ice, top five passing offense in Atlanta. Even if the Niners come out and put up points, he's a guy that you want picking up garbage touchdowns, uh, to cover the over 47.5. Yeah, I, I
0: think the over is there. Um, the Niners are so interesting offensively. Uh, most are. For the Niners running back core. We have like 15 running backs. Has been an absolute monster the last few weeks. 7th round draft pick. Yeah, they have found something with him. Reduck is back. We still have Tevin Coleman sitting there. Also a revenge game for him. Um, A lot going on here for the Niners. And then their defense. It's interesting because the... the, um, I kind of expected... I think a lot of people expected a lower scoring game or the Niners defense to slow the Saints down. Um, ended up not working out that way. I, I, I'm curious to see how it goes. I, I feel like we'll be able to hold them to a lower score than 46. Mm-hmm. But, so you they're, but they're a passing the offense, and okay. that's exactly what the Saints are. So I, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I I, I think we'll be able to put pressure on, on Matty Ice, but I also thought we'd be able to put pressure on Drew Brees, and it didn't work. So
1: I, uh, I'm oddly nervous for this game, like I am every game. But... Shanahan revenge game uh, against his former team, but Chase lots lots of dropbacks. That's what we want. Look, the yep. Niners defense is good enough to score on their own. I, I like the over forty seven and a half there. Absolutely. Jump into the third game. We're gonna actually we're gonna do a teaser, Chase. So, Tease uh, me. The teaser again for those listening is a bet where you can buy six points to either side of the line. A two game teaser. Has to be six points, right? You can do six or seven. Oh, okay. Um. And so we can do two teams in a, it, like a two-team teaser would pay like a one-team straight-up bet, right? So it, it decreases your odds, but it buys you six points to either side of the line. Um, there's some basic teaser strategies, and those are moving the lines through key numbers, especially in the NFL. So we are going to grab the Bills against the Steelers. The line is currently Bills plus two and a half. We're going to pump them up to plus eight and a half. That gets us through the key number of three, the key number of seven. Right. This game has a low total score, which means it's good correlation to be on the dog. And we're going to grab the eight and a half with the Bills. I like that defense. Steelers offense is not that great. Big fan of Duck, but um, he's not blowing out the Bills. So we'll grab the Bills plus eight and a half. The other side of the teaser, the Eagles travel to the Redskins. We're gonna grab the Redskins plus ten and a half, double-digit home dog in the NFL. The Eagles' offense is a disaster. They barely snuck by on Monday night.
0: Yeah, I I think this is a great a great bet. All signs pointed towards the Eagles blowing the the Giants out. They couldn't do it because they couldn't score points. The same the same logic applies here with the Redskins. The Redskins, dare I say, are actually playing decent football. Um, sucks for Darius. Guys sounds like he's hurt again. But they're figuring it out. They're limping their way to the finish line as per usual. And um, I think the 10.5 here is good because of what you mentioned earlier. Probably another low-scoring game. Not a lot of potent offense here. So the 10.5 should
1: be plenty enough to get us there. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Gets us through the two key numbers again on that side. So just to recap, Rams minus one at Cowboys. Falcons, Niners, over 47. Bills, plus 8.5. Redskins, plus 10.5. Chase, you mentioned Darius Geis. Uh, Jessica plays him every week in Daily Fantasy because she likes to call him Juicy because that's how she said his name the first time she was reading it to me. <laughs> that's great. I love so it. I'll have to tell her that he's actually out for the season. No more Juicy. Yeah, no more Juicy. All right, before we wrap it up, just wanted to get to a
0: quick contest we're going to be throwing out here for the listeners. We will be putting on a Bull Pick'em League through RunYourPool.com. It's the same league that we did our Survivor League through. If you have an account with them, you'll be able to just use that same account to do this league. If you don't, it's extremely easy to set it up. How this is going to work, we will send out a link on our Twitter account and our Instagram, or just basically showing the link on Twitter. There's a couple of things you can do. The Pick'em League will be with the spreads. There's a point system based on how you pick, right? Mm -hmm. We are going to give you extra entries if you do two things, two extra entries available for you. One will be a five-star review. You send us a DM, screenshot, whatever you want to do to prove you've given us a five-star review on whatever platform you listen on. Two, prove you're subscribed to our show. Screenshot showing on your
1: phone or, or your your computer or however you consume your podcast, just proving you're a subscriber. Yep, we just need to reply either on our Twitter account. You can reply to the tweet or you can DM. Same with Instagram. Yep, these will give you extra entries into
0: the contest. And then whoever wins will actually be getting a Benjamin. Mm-hmm. 100 buckaroos up for grabs. Free to enter. Free to enter. Why not? Get some extra entries on maybe the games you're not sure about. Maybe you like the Utes. Maybe you like the Longhorns. Maybe you like Hawaii against BYU. I don't know. Maybe I'm picking Hawaii mm-hmm. at this point. Who you knows? never know. So watch out. We'll be sending it out this week so you can start prepping. Bowl games start December 20th. It's bowl season, baby. It's bowl season. We've got a nice little thing next week for the bowl season coming up. Um, we're excited. So easy, quick way to grab 100 bucks, like we talked about. Extra cash this time of year's fun. So watch for the link to be sent out via Twitter and Instagram. Love it. Perfect. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. Awesome show. Remember to like and subscribe if you haven't already. We're going to be asking you to approve it here in the next week or two. And thanks for listening. Tell your friends. We love you. Tell your family. See you next week.